Myers, my little geeklings, and welcome to another fun, fact-filled episode of Two Geeks Talk Movies. I am your host, John, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Joanne. Hey. Hey there. So, this one's what, about a month after our last one due to mm. technical difficulties and bits and pieces. Like, for instance, my blow report refused to listen, uh, listen, refused to play discs, which was joyful. Of yeah. any kind, wasn't playing DVDs, it wasn't playing Blu-rays, so yay! And it wasn't playing 4Ks either, a bastard. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you had problems with your internet, didn't you? Mm. So My was, internet was just shit. Mm, so that was fan dabby and both dozy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, for fuck's sake, Jesus. So anyway, tonight we are doing a screen. Now, before you start there and shake your face at me say, oh my god, Scream's not a Christmas movie, how dare you do Scream? Shut the fuck up for a start and listen. Scream was released on Christmas Day in America. Mm. So, it is a Christmas movie, so... <laughs> and, fuck off, this is my podcast, you son of a bitch, or rather our podcast. So, mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, there we have that one. So, when was the very, very first time you watched this movie then? Oh, you did have it. 10, 15 years ago. Okay. okay. Was it DVD or was it VHS? Uh, no, I, I'm a bit new school. I watched it on DVD. Mm, I mean, I saw this thing on the very first weekend. It came out on VHS uh, way back in 97. Mm. And I rented the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I must have rented this about, what, 12 or so times. And oh. loved it. I caught all the little references, caught all the nods and winks. I caught all the... Hmm. Um, the movie stuff I mean so much so that I, I love this movie it was so buzzed for Scream 2 which was the very first horror film I saw in the cinema myself I saw Scream 2 on opening night and loved that thing that was just wow. so wild then I saw Scream 3 during hmm. an all night stabathon, which showed all three Screams back to back which was um, interesting because this thing was <laughs> What was it six or eight weeks before it hit Britain? Before Scream 3 hit Britain, so uh-huh. this was like a, a sneak preview sort of thing, and what? it was just like the opening to Scream 2, except worse. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, literally, there was people running up and down the fucking aisles, screaming like fucking banshees when uh, people were shouting out stuff and throwing stuff at the, at the screen. It's like, oh my god, that was what a war fucking three. And to make things even worse, there was people dressed in cosplay, um, doing arm dram stuff. Oh no. So you had like three people dressed as Ghostface chasing people dressed as Sydney and Gale and Dewey and and um, Drew Barrymore's character. It's like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was complete utter chaos. Wow. Um, and they were also giving away stuff. They are giving away like t-shirts and posters and key rings and bits and bobs and they had like a grand prize to figure out who's the real ghost face? Who's the ghost face killer? Which I failed miserably at. So, um, <laughs> And I was pissed because the person I was with popped out between Scream 2 and 3 uh-huh. and got a cigarette and they were giving away miniature three Scream 3 posters with the, letter, uh, not the, letter, the number 3 on it and I missed things. I was fucking raging. Oh, God. So, hmm, I was pissed off. But apart from that, it was all right. I mean, it was utter chaos and utter, oh, my God. It was just wow. just amazing. I've never seen, I think it was about 400 people jam-packed in that, in that Odeon. And by the end of that night, it was a fucking war zone. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
Oh my god. I, I never forget this. Some, some bastard, because it started at Bagel at Midnight, as mm. most of these did. And some bastard bought nachos and cheese and left it on the heater all night. So it stunk oh. out this, the auditorium. I was like, yeah, fucking bad. Oh no. <laughs> so that was joyful. Somebody bought a chili dog and put the chili dog right on the fucking air vent. I was like, you motherfucker. So that was um, interesting. Oh. oh god. I mean, I also remember we were sitting roughly in the middle of the, the cinema and there was this annoying, fat, obnoxious twat in front of me who was wearing a cowboy hat sort of thing. <laughs> and he kept on talking through the movies and I said to, to the person I was with, if he talks through this next bit, aka Scream 3, I'm going to help him with sweeties. So <laughs> I was throwing my sweet up for Sal. <laughs> and we're all sitting on his and his hat and they're on his hat and I could not move for laughing. He must have about six videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i can't stand that though you're in the cinema and someone talk through it and you can tell it's obviously someone who doesn't like horror because they talk a lot mm. um on one of my one of my first dates with my new ex and um, we went to see what, what we went to see some horror movie uh i think it might have been poltergeist and um person in front kept talking and you just got up, kicked the back of the chair. I went, eh, I'm going to the loo. And then when she came back, she was like, right, we need to move seats because I kicked this chair. I was like, oh. God, yeah. And, uh, no, no, this guy was, was American, so he'd clearly seen wow, right, okay. one, two, and I think three at that time because he was kept on saying, oh, my God, this is a bit where birds happened. I was like, shut the fuck up. You per-. I mean, he talked all the way through screen one, which I must have seen about 15 times that so I wasn't giving a shit with that one. Mm-hmm. They talked all the way through screen two, which I've seen about five or so times. And I goes, I swear to God, she starts talking about this hitting with shit. So I was like throwing like opal fruits and, and wine gums at her. <laughs> so <laughs> that was fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't, that's one thing I can't stand. It's people talking through the actual movie. You know what I mean? I yeah. get the fact that, oh, don't go there. Don't, so I was like, oh my God, no, it's stuff. Like, I don't mean that. What I mind is sitting there deliberately talking at the top of their lungs. Oh, they're on their, their mobile phones. Or cell phones, yeah. and they're taking like Snapchat stuff. I'm going, or TikToks. I'm going, what the fuck? Mm. Or taking pictures for Instagram and stuff. I'm like, what the? Because like I say, the last time I was in the cinema, and um, before the pandemic, the last thing we saw was I'm trying to think what it was now in the cinema. Uh, Insidious Four, I think it was. Oh yeah. And. We'd spent quite a lot of money on this because it was, it was the OD and Lux, which is the Ooh, quite expensive, yeah, the big fancy ass seats, the big, the big uh, recliner seats with a little table and all that stuff. And I think the seats were about £15 each, I think it was. Wow. So they're quite expensive seats. Mm. Uh, I think there's only like eight or ten in a row because mm. they're quite wide seats. And wouldn't you know, right next to my left, was two obnoxious little brats that I wanted to stand in their throats and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I swear to God, I wanted to rip one of their arms off and beat them over the head with it, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, would you Because sh-? they kept on pulling up their phones and, like, taking Snapchats and taking TikToks and taking Instagram stuff, and I'm going and taking full flash photographs. I'm like, what the fuck? Halfway through the movie, they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And they're actually recording it on the screen, like, faking being scared i'm going oh for fuck's sake would you shut up you whiny little mm. bitch i mean uh, i just got the, the, the electric seat was up and down and I, was, I was like oh my god love just leave it in one position 
<laughs> oh my god I swear I was going to get stunned in her throat and go if you move one more time I'll rip your fucking throat out you little bitch mm. uh, anyway <clears throat> moving on <clears throat> back to this thing now unfortunately it was a scary movie which was the original title of this movie which was changed at the last minute I believe mm. by Wes Craven which pissed off the writer it ruined this franchise forever especially the uh, the first three movies yeah, yeah. Mm, I mean, uh, was it Cindy Campbell and all that malarkey? And I'm like, oh, God. No, I actually watched Scary Movie 1, 2, and 4 back. Oh, God. Oh, my God. They don't ha- hold up well at all, by the way. The jokes are horrendous. I mean, it's like, oh. Jesus Christ. So what do you think about the, the, the Scary Movie franchise as a whole? I think they're just terrible. And it's not like they're terrible and they know it because they're parodies. They're just terrible and they think they are the cool hip look at a parody movie and you just watch it and think you're a de- you're an embarrassment to the film industry that's yeah. my personal opinion yeah i mean don't get me wrong the first three made more money than god but after that the quality dipped horrendously and mm. it just went into shit territory so hmm. yeah so let's, talk, let's talk about wes craven himself this was his big comeback after the mediocre no nightmare and the god-awful vampire in brooklyn Mm. Have you seen that movie? One and yeah. only one. You could have oh. paid me to watch it again. Yes, Eddie Murphy as as Dracula. Oh, oh hell no! God, it was so bad. I mean, Jesus, jinkies. <laughs> oh, this is also written by Kevin Boylson, the um, mastermind behind Dawson's Creek, I know the last summer, and teaching Miss Ding Dingle Tingle rather, which is possibly the worst movie I've ever seen. I've never even heard of that, no? Oh, my God. The reason why he didn't come back to write Scream 3 because he wrote this thing and directed it. And it's fucking terrible. It is beyond atrocious. Oh, hell. It's basically a teacher is mean to her students, so the students take revenge on her. And it's like, ugh, it's so bad. Wow. I mean, like I said, this guy introduced the world to smart teens. Mm-hmm. And now they're everywhere at the moment, so yay. Thank you for that one, Kevin Williamson. You invented fucking millennials, you bastard. Mm, or Gen Z. Mm, mm. So, with a cast of hungry wannabes, has-beens, and soon-to-bees, here it is, <laughs> Scream. With its $14 million budget, this thing pulled out $174 million. So it was a mild success. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in today's... Numbers, yes, I'm this, but back then yeah. it was a fucking gangbuster success. And God, but it kept keeping in mind that this was in the doldrums of horror when we had Jason Goes to Hell, mm. uh, Halloween 5, you know, crying out loud, it's like, Jesus, jinkies. Halloween yeah. 6, even. What was mm, God, yeah. And we had No Nightmare, we had Freddy's Dead, we had all this other crap pouring out of the late 90s. So this was a gangbuster fucking movie. So there we have that mm. one. So starring Nev or Neve Campbell, which we'll discuss in a minute, Courtney Cox, Screech Ulrich, Rose McGowan, David Arquette, uh, Matthew Lillard, Jamie Kennedy, and Henry Winkler, directed by Wes Craven. The plot: a masked killer dressed in a black robe wearing a scream mask. That's the painting, not the fucking outfit takes his love of horrors one step too far. He stalks and kills the classmates of Sidney Prescott, whose mother died the the mother 
brother was murdered the year before. Can she figure out who it is, who to trust, and how to stop the ghost face killer? Find out here. So, right off the bat, um, do you like that name, the ghost face killer? Um, no, because let's face it, it's not really a ghost face, is it? It's just a white, a white, a white, you know, open mouth mask. So. Yes, I mean, I love the fact how it says on the director's commentary, like, they found this thing in an actual house they used during filming, so this was not a a purposely made mask, this was Ooh. an off-the-shelf mask, so... <laughs> wow. This is why they had to buy the fucking thing for uh, the Scream TV season, I think it was. Ah, okay. And then they lost the rights to it. That's why I had that stupid Scream TVC's mask with the whole holding the face together thing. And then they got the rights back to using it. Because it's a mom and pop store that had the rights to it. Then they sort of bought it and then they lost it again and they bought it. And it's like, oh, this is why it's now back in Scream 5. So, hmm. Ah, okay. Originally, this is supposed to be a pure white costume. Mm. Then I realised, no, we can't have white because it'll be covered in blood and be too disgusting for MPA. Let's make it black because it's sinister and creepy and woo. Plus, wouldn't white look too much like the KKK? Yeah, there is that also. I mean, hmm. Can't have that, you know. I mean, would that actually work a pure white killer? Uh, I mean, it would fit into the fact that the colour referred to a ghost face. Throughout mm. uh, at least twice in the movie, so it mm. would fit in with that. But yeah, it wouldn't work because we're all, whether we truly believe it or not, we're all programmed to see the color white as uh, good. Mm-hmm. So mm. you get someone dressed in white and someone dressed in black, you're always going to go well. Person in white is obviously <clears throat> the good guy. Doesn't yeah, make true, yeah, but yeah. you know. I mean, to me, a hope a completely white ghost face killer. With like a fucking Scooby Doo villain, so no, that should be ridiculous. Yeah. You need to get seriously at all. What the fuck? Mm. I mean, no, no, no. I don't know. Although, to see that this ghost face look is ridiculous with the whole gloves that are sewn onto the the rope sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like slightly shim- shimmery. It's like it's slightly um, glittery. Like, yeah, the one close up scene. Who has it died? Tatum, I think it has it died, whatever her name was. Um, when she dies, you see a close-up of the whole outfit. And yeah, it looks like it's got like sparkle, her diamonds on it. It's mm. close with close-ups on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what annoys me is I've bought this costume many, 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 many times over the years. And the official Scream costume doesn't even have the fucking gloves attached to you. <laughs> you no, know, you can't buy the, them. It's like, what the fuck? So, hmm. So... Oh, by the way, have you played uh, Dead by Dawn? Yes. Did you play the ghost face killer in Dead by Dawn? Yes. Was he any good? I should have admitted that, but actually, he was he was all right. He's not the most powerful within the whole what you can put, but you know, he wasn't bad. Okay, okay. I mean, I gave up playing that game. What was it? Eighteen months ago. <laughs> a year ago, 18 months ago, mm. my my go-to killer was Michael Myers, ah. uh, closely followed by Freddy Krueger, <laughs> because, yeah, I love Michael, I love the, the music plays when you're stalking somebody. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I played as Michael, and you just think that he's fantastic, and then I thought, I'll, I'll try playing as um, the Scream Killer, because I refused to call him Ghostface, because it mm. doesn't look like a ghost, mm. um, 
So, and then I'm like, yeah, and it's not even a fact if we're led to believe it could be when we watched the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I played against him once and he was a particular nasty killer, I thought, because. Mm. The whole leading across was it leading behind corners in a small market. It's like, oh for fuck's sake! And yeah. the way the way you talk to you, I'm going, this is ridiculous. Piss off me. I mean, I thought Ferry was bad, but you're just as. I mean, the, the other one that drove me up the nuts, up the, up the wall rather, was the pig face killer from Saw. Oh god, yeah. I bought her, and she was terrible. Oh. It's like, yeah. oh, piss off. Thankfully, yeah. I wasn't tempted enough to play her so bad, like go buy her, so I didn't. Mm. I didn't play as her, but I have heard that she's just not worth the money. No, no. I mean, I only bought Pigface Killer or the Saw Killer rather, and Freddy because they were on sale. That was I was refusing to buy them at full price. I was not paying what was it four ninety nine for one crappy fucking skin for a killer. Fuck off, actually. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I gave up a year ago because the the, the polar base is so fucking toxic. As mm. I'm, you're waiting for, what, 50 minutes for a game and you get into it and you get killed either instantly and you get mocked or you're the killer and as soon as you try to down somebody, they disconnect. It's like, yeah. oh, fuck up. Then they start harassing the hell at you. It's like, piss off. Yeah, so, it's like, like play the game I intended or go play something else if you don't want to fully take part, you know? I mm. can't. This is why I very real. in fact, I can count on two finger many games I play online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same with the Friday the 13th game. I stopped playing that about uh, the same time, actually. Mm. Again, because of the toxic player base, it was just fucking ridiculous. It's like, piss off. You wait 50 minutes a game, and you get into it, and as soon as you touch them, oh my god, disconnect. Yeah. It's like, you fucking ass wipe, so, hmm. I I I I loaded up and then instantly was just like fuck this piss just because like you say it's so toxic on there you're like there's mm. no point you're not gonna enjoy the game. No, no, this is why I, I only exclusively play single player games. Yeah. Because they're fucking nightmares to 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 actually get a game going. It's like piss off that shit. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. Uh, let's go back to this. Moving in. So first up, do you like the whole psycho-esque opening? I do and I don't, like, you know, um, yeah, it's good the way, it, you know, it's good and it gives you a feel for what to come and it starts the tension, or at least it's trying to, um, but I don't like the fact that the movie starts with a direct reference to, or cross-reference to another movie. Mm. I think, you know, put that in somewhere at the beginning, but not right at the very start, you know. Although, to be fair, this, this movie is is replete with nods and winks all over the place. Oh, I mean, God, yeah. Triple I would... all the bloody movie references, the, the, the shout and this thing. So, I guess Psycho and a Stranger Calls, when a Stranger mm. Calls, uh, is an instant nods and winks. Then, of course, they have the whole trivia stuff, like who's the killer in this and who's the killer in that, da 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 sort of stuff. Well, I think I think quite interesting is I was listening to the director's commentary this afternoon, and they say in that thing that that was a uh, house that they found in the sticks somewhere in California. Wow! And that was a three point five million dollar house just Ooh. sitting there, just just sitting there, yeah. unoccupied. Yeah, unoccupied. So they they moved into it, and also West Cribbin loved the fact that it had windows everywhere, so you could all you could see her trapped in a little 
fish tank sort of thing. Yeah. So he liked that. Wow. I mean, and, you can't admit, you have to admit, it, it is a good effect when, you know, you, you literally look at that and go, yeah, you would feel very exposed in a yes. house like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's talk Drew Barrymore or what was her name? Casey Becker, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, she's supposed to be 17 in this and she's what, in her late 20s, was it? Early 30s? Yeah, she was pushing 30, was she not? I think so, yeah. I mean, her last movie was The Substitute, which I think was 1991 or two. Wow. So that's how dead her career was. And Wes went to her and went, would you want to be in my movie? She goes, yes, I'll be in your movie. Da, 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 da. But apparently it was her idea to um, be the uh, the marrying, or marrying Crane and the Janet Lee character. Because originally ah. Wes Craven wanted her to play Sydney. She's no, 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 no. I want to be um, the first killed sort of thing. So they gave her that one. Yeah, I did hear somewhere that she turned down the part of Sydney because, um, in her words, she it was a case of if she took the part, if she took on that character, people would think well, this could almost happen to anyone. How she got this? What the word I'm looking for? Almost like girl next door sort of sort mm. of idea. And I thought, well. Doesn't Neve Campbell give off that same impression, you know? Yeah, I mean, Neve Campbell was the fresh-faced, scrubbed little girl from Party of Five, you know? Yeah, so, hmm. exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, one thing I think is just under the commentary, Wes Crippen talks about how he got Drew Barrymore to, to cry on cue, which was apparently the weekend before they started filming this scene, um, she read in a newspaper that somebody was burning puppies alive. <gasps> and her being a massive... Um, animal lover, a massive dog owner, dog yeah. lover. He says to her, I'm burning the dogs right now. And she would instantly burst into tears. So I thought it was kind of sick. I mean, he's using. Uh, yeah, uh, that's true. But yeah, so. Hmm, hmm. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm all for, you know, do, do almost in a way, do anything to get you to cry. Like when I was at drama school, they would tell us, you know, best way to cry is to think of, like, the most heart-wrenching thing that ever happened in your life and almost take yourself, remember it so much that you feel like you're back there and, you know, if you do it properly, you'll cry. Um, mm. But, yeah, to literally take someone's own memory and use it against them and get them to cry, that that's just a whole other level of cruelty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, thought, I was watching something back, right, and mm. I was going, these questions are piss easy like who's the killer in Halloween da 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 you know I mean, yeah. who's the killer this is killed in that da 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 who's the killer in Friday the 13th Mrs Voorhees duh mm. I, mean, mm. I mean I was thinking how about something more difficult like who's the original face for Michael Myers William Shatner you mean? Yeah. but back in the day nobody knew that was William Shatner oh <laughs> right okay so they were like oh, I don't know I mean or I mean, other questions would be like, I don't know, what was Candyman's real name? That was it was a stumper for you. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I, mean, but, I, don't, I don't think I even know the answer to that. So. Uh, Daniel Rabakoff, the Radikoff, that was a bloody thing. Ah, well, I, watched, I watched it come on back and it's Daniel something. I mean, he was a painter and he got his hand cut off because he slipped off his... Uh, what was it a landowner's daughter and she fell pregnant so he cut his hand off and smeared him with honey and he 
you get killed by bees therefore Candyman. Oh, lovely. So, there we are. Anyway, um, apparently what happened was uh, Kevin Williamson was in a bar and there was to stump the quizmaster to giving a prize and that was the one question that stumped the quizmaster. Who was the killer in the original Friday the 13th? I was like, really? That stumped the quizmaster? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Like, come on, anyone that have a, uh, ever seen Friday the 13th Never forget that Jason doesn't turn up till the second one. Second one, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been crying out loud. Although I do love that line she has. I've seen it 20 goddamn times. Same love, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I use that line quite a lot. It's like, yeah, that's uh, yeah. why I, I like the reply of, well, you should know that Jason's not there until the sequel. Like, geez, yeah. I've, not, I've not even seen it five, and I could tell you that. Hmm. I mean, it was a poor Billy Boy boyfriend. He's dead. <laughs> no, now for you. Which window are we at? To the back of the front window. Oh my God! And apparently Drew Barrymore was on the phone with the Ghostface um, uh, actor, which uh-huh. was Roger something. Roger, his name was Roger Jackson. Yeah, Roger Jackson, live on the phone. So they were talking to her, and apparently the sheriff's department got complaints about hearing screams and hearing like. Uh, Somebody tapped into the phone lines and heard all this uh, dialogue. So the first it was real. <laughs> yeah, I read that that you know they 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 had to confirm that they were definitely acting. There wasn't you know a maniac running about terrifying. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, so what do you think of of, of um, Casey as a character? Um, I mean, as a character, she's a bit gullible, as you know. I mean, mm. the first two times she's like yeah, Pistol Creek. So, Second time it only takes what she's so easily led into um talking to the you know, let's face it, it could okay, we know we know who it turns out to be, but you know, this could have been anyone on the phone and she's mm. just talking away. So, you know, she um yeah, only takes three times for her to start you know, flirting on the phone with someone who, you know, Turns out yeah. to be a killer. You're yeah. like, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel sorry for her as a character at all. Um, I was more felt sorry for her boyfriend Steve, a because she was contemplating cheating on him. Let's face it, she fluttered mm. and trying to arrange a date with someone else before he, you know, made it clear that he was in her house. Um, but then I did her. I kind of thought she got what she deserved, really. I mean, one thing I think quite interesting was his death scene was supposed to be much more elaborate. You're supposed to actually see him getting gutted. Mm. Apparently, the MPE was like, nope, you can't have that. So what they'd done was they'd done a flash cut to his guts spilling out sort of thing. And I'm going, oh my God. Apparently, that guy was actually taped to that chair yeah. all mm. night. <laughs> with no. that freezing cold guts thing hanging out. And it's like, oh, that must have been fun to sit with that on all night. <laughs> no wonder he looked in pain. He probably was. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, I don't think I know about her character. She's running around the whole fucking house with a phone. Hang up the fucking phone, you silly bitch. They know where you are because you didn't listen to me you're running to, you silly bitch. Yeah. And she has a knife in her hands and does fuck over the knife. I'm like, stab the cunt in the fucking guts with you, silly bitch. Exactly. Oh my god, that drove me insane. I'm like, hang up the fucking phone, bitch. Star sixing his ass, you know, and <laughs> fucking stab him. Yeah, I was just going with, with you know, 19 the gullible did not realise when holding a kitchen knife in the hand, they could use it in self-defence and, you know, kill the maniac that's trying to kill them. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so she gets chased around the house, and apparently one's playing mimic, and one's playing killer. So I'm mm. guessing Billy was the mimic guy, and the killer was Stu, because we find out later on she dumped him for the jock. Yeah. So I'm guessing Stu killed her. Yes. And Billy was on the phone like a mimic, you know, prancing around the place and falling over the place in that larky. Mm-hmm. But one thing I, I don't get, right, it says in the director's commentary that she was stabbed in the shoulder, right, and then uh-huh. stabbed in the throat. But no, she's not. She's stabbed in the shoulder and then he strangles her. Yeah. How the fuck does she get stabbed in the throat? She doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Because so, when she was, when, when her parents get home, she's trying to shout, Mum, I, I, I watched that whole scene three times trying to figure uh-huh. out when did he take out her voice box? Why is she unable to speak? She's only been, I say only, like it's nothing, but, you know, she's only been stabbed in the shoulder, not not in the throat or anything that would physically stop any noise coming out. Yeah, I mean, I both look at that. He was, she stabbed, well, he stabbed her in the shoulder and then when she fell, he, like, crushed her larynx. Mm. But according to Wes Craven's director's commentary, no, 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 he stabbed her in the shoulder, got her down, strangled her, and then slit her throat. But I'm going, no, he didn't, because you don't see any of that. So when they're looking at the flowers, she's got and all that stuff. Again, she's still on the phone. I'm going, hang up the fucking phone. Um, and then Ghostface pulls her away from the the house and hangs her up on the, in the tree. And apparently Drew Barrymore has that bust of her. Wow. So there we have that one. Oh, by the way, I had that phone she had in the 90s. There's no chance in hell the mother could hear that from from where she was hanging, by the way, because that hang had maybe a 10-foot radius. <laughs> but it started going, <laughs> they were shit phones. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit. We could really take them away from the receiver. Without yeah. the... Mm. Yes, I'm calling bullshit to that one. <laughs> and before I wrap up this little bit of scene here, the line... The Mackenzie's down the street is from Halloween one. Yes. Which is the many, 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 many nods to that movie. Because um when no, don't tell me because I know that because I watched all of Halloween, just that Halloween on my on my own, because I thought, why not? Um so uh, when oh, at the very end of Halloween, hunt it, and mm-hmm. it's either said to Laurie or it's Laurie saying it. Yeah, Laurie tells uh, the, the the kids she's babysitting right down to the kids down the street I've killed a yeah. boogeyman and all that stuff yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. so on to the next scene where we first meet Sydney Prescott played by Nev Campbell is it Neve or Nev? I call her Neve but mm. I don't know if that's the Scottish pronunciation and there might be some other pronunciation for it mm. Mm. who was in the equally great The Craft mm. have you seen The Craft? I have. Okay, have you seen the remake? No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> when? Oh my god, it's so bad. I mean, honestly, God, I rented it and regretted every single penny of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when have you known me to watch a remake of anything? Unless oh, I have to. My god. Well, technically, it's a sequel, not a remake, because uh. it's 20 something years later and it's one of the daughters of one of the witches. So it's like. Yay. I mean, oh my god. It's like a tumbler talk. The buzzwords are ridiculous oh, and it's no. like, oh my god, just enough already. And anyway, we're going softly. So she's on the computer. I'm going okay then. But it's 
what was she doing? Because later on in that scene, she's on the phone 911. When could you talk to an operator via the internet in 1986? If I have a lead to believe you can't. Hmm. I mean, I'm going to myself. So, as I says to you, in walks the boyfriend of Billy, played Ooh. by Johnny Depp wannabe, uh, <laughs> Skeech Aldrich. I mean, I love the fact how in the director's commentary, Wishman says, oh, no, no, he doesn't look anything like Johnny Depp. You fucking liar. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Utter bollocks. I mean, that's end of yeah. good, a lie. And, I mean, he is basically a carbon copy of Johnny Depp. Circa really? else days. So, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and a whole sneaking in a bedroom window. How very yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a bloody joke, all this stuff about, oh my god, I watched Exorcist and it was all cut out, and it made me a variety of you. I'm going, really, mate? So, what, a chick must be with crucifix that we uh, think of her? Hmm. <laughs> that that has a little bit about the relationship we really didn't need to know, let's face it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going, really? Like, it's a rock song. Okay, then, moving on swiftly. Uh, I mean, I don't get this one. She goes, oh my God, you can't touch me. My dad's in the room, or in the house rather. And I'm a pristine virgin. And yet she flashes him her tits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, really? Very virginal, not. Mm, mm, I mean, it's a, it's a complete joke. I love the fact how for years I thought the line was a peaky teen relationship. It turns out to be PG-13. Yeah. Because I'm thinking a peaky teen, what, because she flashed the boobs to him, he's peeking at her. So I thought it was PG-13, not PG-13. <laughs> yeah, no, PG-13. Uh, like a fucking idiot, you know? So it's like, mm. hmm. So what do you think of, of Nev in this? She she doesn't... Um, I mean, Nev Campbell is a great actress. actress sorry, you can't deny that. Um, but, you know, after playing this Sydney... Um, playing the Sydney has the franchise goes on. Yes, she fits the character well. I think for this, though... She doesn't pull off the um slightly slightly tortured, you know, the slightly tortured girl so much in this is what she's mm-hmm. meant to. Um, let's face it, she says herself she's meant to have like PDFDs and her, her mum died the year before and thing. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I I like the character and I like the way she performed. I just don't think that there's I don't think that Neve Campbell was right to play Sydney at this young of age. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean she she still has the whole freshly polished scrubs. Mm. Uh what was part of five one Warner Brothers? I have no idea what the fuck it was on. C C W what the hell the fuck that thing was on. She still had that sort of mindset. What is yeah. it? Scream 2, she's more hardened, and Scream 3, she's a complete, you know, take no prisoners. And in Scream 4, she's a uber bitch, frankly. <laughs> you know, I mean, hmm. Um, what else I going to say? I love the fact how Billy tries to force her to have sex a few days before the anniversary of her mother's death. I'm going, you're a complete utter arsewipe. So you are. I mean, even if he wasn't the psycho killer that kills the entire fucking class almost, he is such a prick. Yeah, and not just that, he's trying to compare the fact that his mum split uh, up from his dad and compare that to, mm-hmm. you know, Sydney and the fact that her mum was brutally murdered. I'm like, yeah. 
even I was going, yeah, that's not the same thing, you complete dick. No, no, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, Billy, I think Billy's a complete psychopathic arsewipe, frankly. Yeah. You know? I mean, all of these killings are obviously his idea. I mean, Stu's nothing but a fucking, I don't know, a cuck, to use a modern word. He's such an easily led person. Mm, definitely. Especially when he goes, you, what was it? You, hang, you told my mother, I'm the killer. You hit me with the phone, you dick. And that shit, I'm going, oh, fucking suck up, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stand mm. these, these two. I mean, it's like, God almighty. Yeah, they don't make the most likely of parents. And it's like, like you say, Billy's got an, an evil glint in his eye, almost. Whereas Stu mm-hmm. just kind of looks like a lost puppy doing what he's told. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you can't imagine them two sitting down and it being Stu that turns around and say. Right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hunt down this costume. We're going to start killing people. And by the way, yeah, we're going we're gonna to mutilate them as well. You can't see that being his idea. Mm, although he's the one that does say, watch the movie stick if you're not. It was fun, you know? Mm. So maybe it was his idea, but he didn't seem to mean to be a, a ruthless killer to me. I mean, yes, he, he killed uh, Casey and killed yeah. her boyfriend, because revenge, that bitch dumped me, sort of thing. Definitely. But the other ones, I don't know. I mean, he seems to me like he's too easily let. He's too, was it too soft and delicate? That's malarkey. So, next day at school, oh, by the way, we have, to, we have to talk about the teens in this bloody movie. I can't stand them in this. Yeah, they can, they're, they're so cringeworthy. I, I was just thinking, I, was just, I spent most of the movie thinking, these teenagers. 90 teenagers couldn't have been this embarrassing to look at, could they? No, it's not that. It's the fact that they're so cold. Well, like, yeah. when, when Sydney finds out um, Drew Barrymore's dead, I sex to her. No, I mean, you don't. Really? They're so cold. And it's like, mm. uh, Billy and you, his beast don't, don't deserve you. So stuff, I'm going, you're such a little bitch. Yeah. The, the whole lot of them. And when, what is he, uh, when Randy goes... Did you find a liver in the in the uh, the what was it? Find a liver in the post box next to their spleen? Did you live it alone and that stuff? I'm going. Who the fuck makes jokes on that when you've got two yeah. teenagers blue, like, brutally murdered, not even twelve hours earlier? I mean, this yeah. is how sick and twisted these little fucking brats are. Yeah, and I get they're trying to show that whole teenager who's not taking anything, you know, responsibly. Um, anything serious of that but I'm thinking yeah even you know even most teenagers would have a little bit more compassion yeah yeah I mean I don't know to me these teenagers just sound too much like Dawson's Creek characters because they're written by the guy who wrote Dawson's Creek and he only had one uh, sort of gear and that's super sassy smart arse teens Mm. nothing's real nothing is serious I'm going no no I mean I don't know I just don't I didn't like Rose McGowan's character in this. I didn't like no. Sydney in this. I didn't like Billy. I didn't like Stu. I didn't mm. like Randy. He was driving me up the last fucking wall. <laughs> he was like, hmm. So, next day at school, the press are over the place. And did you spot Linda Blair as one of the reporters? Yes. Good the whole, they were at the cult. Yes, love Camden. You know, <laughs> yep. And apparently, um, she was friends with Wes Craven since way back in 1979, 1980. Wow. Where he gave her one of her TV movies called A Stranger in the House. Ah, so look okay. that one up. 
So they've known each other for, what was that, 16, 17 years beforehand? Yeah, at that point, Devin. God, so yeah. there, there we have that one. Oh. Uh, and also, he was introduced to super bitch Gail Hilser, I mean Weathers, played by friend star Courtney Cox in a truly hideous, what was that, lime green suit, yellow suit? Oh, God, no, I was, uh, more, I was more distracted by her hair and thought, my God, what have they done? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, how does anyone in makeup and hair go, this is, what we'll, this is how we'll make your hair look? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I tweeted out, uh, was it a month ago? Is Gail Weathers the ultimate Karen? You know, she has the haircut. <laughs> she's got that attitude. She's a skinny bitch. She's in her forties. She takes no no guff. She's a Karen, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And then we meet Sydney's best friend Tatum, played by Rose McGowan, best known for Charmed. Mm. And I'm sorry, but no, mm. she does not work as a sexy, sassy, sexy teen. She's a bit more of a dark gothic chick is she not not a super peppy super preppy team yeah know? i wasn't i wasn't believing that she, like you say she was the you know this sassy meant to be super sexy whatever you know flirtatious teen i was just uh, i wasn't buying it at all mm. i mean wasn't she married to to marlon manson at this time was she oh. Yes, I mean, I know the two were married, but I don't know if it's around this time or they were dating. But yeah, she was dating Alan Manson. So she's <laughs> super, super preppy and super peppy. Yeah, fuck off with that shit. Um, all I know about this movie was they had to dye her hair that hideous colour mm. because they wanted all the female stars to have contrasting hair colours. Yeah. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. So, hmm. And then on to Deputy Dewey, played by David Arquette. Formerly, Mr. Courtney Cox. <laughs> yeah. Were they married at this point? No, no, they didn't get married until Scream 3. Ah, okay. Because in Scream 3, if you notice, Gail and, uh, Gail and, Sydney, Gail and um, Dewey have particularly tanned skin. That's because they're just back for their honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, so. okay. So yes, former Mr. Courtney Cox, who is now a wrestler. Yay! A deathmatch wrestler. Yes, he's, de- he's a deathmatch wrestler. I mean, is he not any for his 50s? Yeah. Yes, 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 Good yes. Boy. And he's actually doing CCW deathmatch wrestling for fuck's sake. So mm. <laughs> wow. And apparently last year he got hit with a fluorescent light bulb and got his neck sliced open and they would <gasps> bled out for fuck's sake. So hmm. Fucking hell. Well, so, you know, good good luck to him. I'm not yes. one to judge. Yes, I think that's why Courtney Cox... the movies, not the people in person. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Courtney Cox dumped his ass that, and he's a bit of a... Uh, I don't know, a bit of a sleaze, but he kind of hits mm. on anything that moves. So, oh, mm. God. So, wow. that one. Um, so what do you think of Deputy Dewey? I mean, they mentioned that he's, what, maybe 25, and I thought, yeah, and, you know, yeah, if you're 25, I'm 19. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, he just, yeah, he's just not, he's just so stupid. I mean, how high up in the police floor is he meant to be? Because he acts like a rookie. What is it? Tell him, says to him, the janitor's superior, so I'm guessing he's just out of the academy, you know? Right, I mean, okay. So he but, must be the lowest on the totem pole. Yeah. 
I was just like, yeah, I I feel like, you know, we could have done without him, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, apparently this was Kevin Williamson's idea of adding levity into the script, adding humour into the script, and told and was Kevin told Arquette to, to play it more comedic and more happy and be more uh, bumbling. Yeah, I mean, they definitely did that. You know, he's definitely humorous. I wouldn't say it for all the right reasons, but, you know, Definitely, you know, makes you giggle when he's on screen. Yeah, true, true, true. So, do you believe in Gail and Dewey's love, the blossoming no. love in this movie? No. No, need to die. I mean, to me, Courtney Cox will always be um, the chick from Master Universe or Ace Ventura's love interest or. <laughs> um, what the hell should you play in Friends again? I can't remember what we had. I've seen Friends in Donkey's Years. I can't remember our character in Friends. Monica. Monica. Yeah, Monica. Yeah, she'll always be that. So, no. She can't I haven't seen this. Friends in her first run, so I'm not. So I'm surprised I remembered that. Uh, but, Jeez. yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah, no, it felt very forced. It almost felt like the, someone just back, someone just on, like, first day of filming went, I know, let's make Gail and Dewey fall in love because, you know, or at least hint at falling in love because, you know, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just me. It's filled fake and false. Mm. And no, there's no chance to held this up or on arse tight wad bitch who was doing anything to get famous would fall in love with this idiot 25 year old who's fresh yeah. out of high school, basically, or fresh out of college. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I no. mean, even if they're happily and got, you know, technically a good job and things like that for life, you know, then she's not, she seems to, like you say, to up her own arse to, mm. to look at him in that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the fact she goes to him, what is it, you're 25 and a half year old and you're, you're so boys' charms, just working mm. out, helping. He goes, no, no, no. Goes to my boys' chance. The upper body mass increases my my acceptance. I'm going, what upper body mass? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the second reference to um a second reference, a man, not not David Arquette, making this movie about the physical physique that made me think, am I watching a different movie? I'm, Mm. You mean something I'm not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can tell Kevin Williamson is gay in this because there's a whole bit where Tatum calls Sydney the night after the, the killings because she's staying mm. at, at, at uh, her house because her father's going out for a business meeting or something like that. Yeah. And the whole pause the movie, right? You can see Tom Cruise's penis. <gasps> you know, it's like, ugh. <laughs> and the whole thing where Billy's penis doesn't belong, belong to you or something. I'm going, oh, for fuck's sake, we get it. You're gay. I mean, Christ Almighty, come down to a bloody yeah. riot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So back to the other main cast members, we have Joseph Whip playing the Sheriff, Sheriff Burke, who was even used in Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. He's the one that doesn't believe uh, Nancy when uh, Freddy's attacking her at the end ah, of Nightmare on Elm Street. So, he mm. is, yeah. And apparently, according to the commentary, he's playing the same cop. He just moved from uh, Elm Street to California. Wow. So there we have that one. It's like 14 years or 12 years later. So, hmm, there we have that one. Yeah, apparently they have been friends for quite a while. Hmm. I mean, what do you think about him? He was supposed to be a red herring, but could you see him as a, as a mass killer? No. 
Mm. No. Um, I didn't actually see the point in having her character there, apart from the fact he the director be friend and, you know, whatever. But I just, yeah, a bit like um, David Arquette, uh, cop character, I just felt, are they needed? Mm. You know, and if they need to be needed for even the ending of the movie, did they need to try and make them have the bigger part than what they've got and have them in it from almost the beginning? Well, apparently, according to, to um, Kevin Williamson, the reason why they added so many red herrings on it because he loves Prom Night, the original Wings of the Prom mm. Night, and in that, the, uh, the the killer was supposed to be the janitor of the school, the sheriff, the, the father of the of the kill, little girl that was killed, uh-huh. or various other red herrings. So this is where he's got the idea from, to have all these red herrings. Like, for instance, Dewey, he's a red herring also, apparently. No. No. <laughs> and... Um, of this one, uh, the principles are red herring. Yeah, I kind of saw that when they put the mask on and time before they met the real killer. Um, but yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I do like the little clues and things and little red herring that I sprinkled about this movie. I just felt that the cop didn't really need to be one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a fucking joke. Well, speaking of principal, we have Principal Hembry, played mm. by Henry Brinkler. Who Frank must have been fucking recast. He is terrible in this. Oh, I mean, God. His acting is abysmal. And I'm sorry, but his death scene made me burst out laughing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, stuff. It's like, oh, fuck off. I mean, mm. I mean he should have given up acting after Happy Day, let's face it. Yes. Yeah, he should have stuck to the directing only. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. So to wrap up the, the four main cast members, we have Stu. Uh, played by Matthew Lillard, and Randy, the film geek, played by Jimmy Kennedy. And I've said about they too, moving on swiftly, because I can't <laughs> stand Stu. He is such an awkward, goofy twat, oh, and I can't stand Randy. He is so me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's such a know-all geek. He just wants to stand in his throat and tell me, shut the fuck up, you know? <laughs> Does that mean if you met yourself, though, then you would be tempted to stand in your own throat and tell yourself to shut the fuck up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Moving no, on quickly. Just such a little... Oh, yeah, he's a bit of a... He's a bit of a no all Even I was going, right, we all know these random facts, but can you shut up? Yeah. I mean, what was it? He works in the video show because he wants to be a director. Really? You work in a yeah. video store to be a director? And he's been fired four times or three times, what the hell it was. I'm yeah. going, get a fucking life. Crying yeah. out. And, and he's he loves seen it. All, yeah, and he's seen every single horror movie there ever is. So therefore, he knows everything about them. Mm, it's definitely me. Crying <laughs> 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 out. Mm. I'm saying that I'm without a lawyer present. <laughs> <laughs> And it moved on stuff. One thing I will say for Stu's defence is mm-hmm. he's supposed to be a little off himself, but I don't get it myself. I mean, the, the worst Kevin points out a bit when they're in this video store, video store, and Randy's saying he's a psycho killer, talking to, about Billy. Mm-hmm. How can you not believe he's a blah 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 blah? Look at him, get a psycho killer over his face, and the bit where Stu's over his shoulder going, "It's the millennium, motives are in, inconsequential." I'm going. Really? That's supposed to be him. They two are now linked at the fucking hip and the two are obviously the killers. Mm. 
Although I will say, when did would you first watch this? Did you realise who was the killer? Yes, and yeah. I, I when I first watched it, and again it had been about what it's been easily about eight eight years since I last seen it, um, and I had so I had completely forgotten who the killers were, and then when I seen that first scene, I thought, yeah, there's two killers. You can tell because you know. Back in those days, the technology wasn't advanced enough where you could be on a mobile phone and, you know, you could be, your mobile phone could be, you could be on a mobile phone and then be right outside someone else's door. In fact, mm-hmm. very, very few people had a mobile phone. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I that, yeah. yeah, I'm just old enough to remember those mobile phones and, you know, my parents didn't have one, let alone my older sister, who would have been the teenager in the house. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I didn't have my first mobile phone until I was in college, I think. That was 99. Mm. And that was the god-awful Motorola C-something, which was the quote-unquote Fraser phone. I had wow. that terrible phone, and it was fucking awful. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't have these big clunky brick phones I had like flip phones and such. So yeah, hmm. I didn't get my mobile, my first mobile phone until I had a job and could pay for it myself. Mm, mm, yeah. You yeah. know, so. I mean, mobile phones were ridiculously expensive back in the, the late nineties, early nineties. They were ridiculous. Mm. I mean, you had to pay to use a telephone network and then pay to use the phone itself. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it was. And I had to pay to send a text message or something I was like what the fuck I mean it was a joke I mean, nowadays you've got what you've got umpteen minutes for free you've got umpteen text messages for free you've got unlimited this unlimited and I'm going what the fuck back in the days it was what 10 pence to, to, just to get on the network <laughs> yeah exactly and then another 15 pence to send the text mm, yeah yeah it was a joke an absolute bloody well joke and let's face it the signal you could have been standing next to the the signal mast and still not get mm, much signal yes. on the thing yeah, that's a really bit of this movie also. You have Billy and or Stuart ring around on a mobile phone or cellular phone. Mm. As I say in the movie, it's a cellular phone. Oh, who has a cellular phone nowadays? Uh, it's the 90s. Shh. <laughs> um, so you try to see when, when um, either uh, Nave Campbell or Drew Barrymore is on the phone, one's pretending to be like the ghost and one's on the phone in that outfit going, can't you find it wrong? It's a flat, you know, it's like, what? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get like a fish, which is scary movie. Blah 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 blah. I mean, it's like what the fuck? Could you imagine that you've got one idiot running around in that outfit, the other one standing behind the door wearing an outfit, going, "What's your favourite scary movie?" and all that stuff. It's like, oh, for, for, really? Yeah. Nobody notices a fucking six foot four man <laughs> all in black with that ridiculous mask on, or uh, I don't wage skate older kids or white brother. Was he five foot eight or something? Five nine? Yeah, usually. Crying Moving on swiftly. So, the first attack on Sydney. Now, I want to know something here. Was mm-hmm. the killer inside a house all along? Why don't you just kill her when she's on a, asleep on a fucking sofa then, this silly... But then they're meant to be, to quote themselves from the movie, psychotic. So, it's not about killing them. It's about taking pleasure from how they do it. So, mm, true. would have been too easy. Yeah, I mean, I think the director's commentary, Wes Craven goes on, bangs on about how you see the closet and there's nobody in the closet, nobody behind the door, so there's a cheap scare being taken away there. And then later on to the night, she comes into it and they're in the closet. I'm going, really? 
So, like, mm. Mm, yeah. I don't know. And this is the whole Tom Cruise penis telephone call from from yep. Tatum when I'm going oh for fuck's sake ah <laughs> uh, so bad but I mean, that movie is terrible by the way all right movies is a terrible movie so um, <clears throat> anyway um and then she, she thinks it's Randy on the phone oh Randy Tatum loves your voice I'm going to meet here so when does Randy and Tatum were, were they a couple they weren't she's with Randy Randy says only more than once that he fancies Sydney so mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so uh, what did that? Uh, I have no idea. Um, I'm going, so let me get a streak here. Billy and or Stu sat in that, in that cupboard or closet for about, what, two hours, three hours? Mm-hmm. Waiting on her to walk around the place on the phone to go to the, the back door, open the back door to go to the porch and pick her nose and that stuff. Yeah. Really? Why not just that? Oh, my God. Then she complains about, oh, I don't like watching horror ones because they're all stupid big breasts open run up the stairs. What does she do? She runs up the fucking stairs. <laughs> And I'm going, oh my god, how hard to get a chain off? Well, yeah, exactly. Although, according to Kim Williamson, because she got her head bounced off the floor, she was semi-concussed. Oh, right, okay, so that can... So okay. she's not thinking right, and I'm going, okay there. And apparently, mm. that was Nev Campbell doing do that stunt and kicked the shit out of that poor stunt man. Oh my god! Yeah, because apparently she's a trained dancer. Oh, okay. That makes so sense. she done parts of some stunts herself. Mm. Apparently, when Ghostface is um, face up through that door, that uh, West Craven, and he gets hit repeatedly with the in the face. No, no, that's is not. That, is that at the no. start of the movie or yes, that the movie, Yeah, and it's also it was a grip, not West Craven himself. Oh. You think Chris Kevin's going to be hitting the face with stuff? I don't think so. <laughs> I, was, I just have a thinking, yeah, I can't see him letting them do that. And then I go, well, don't know. I thought I was going to, I meant to bring it up to the whole double door thing. What if it's a, a house with a double door like that? That would jam? I mean... Uh... Uh, no, never. I mean, cause they, I mean, I don't know how 90s houses were built, but they built houses easy to avoid things like that. Mm, mm. I mean, apparently... Um, Kevin Williamson says that was his bedroom when he was a kid. He had a closet next to the op- the door, and if you opened one door and our door, it would jam, so you couldn't get in or out. And it's like, oh, for feck's sake! So mm, it's based on reality, um, apparently. Maybe it's just the way houses were built yeah, in America. Yeah, in the seventies or eighties, when I fucking mm. was a kid. So mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't like her room at all. The room was too dour. I thought. I'm thinking, you're supposed to be a 17 year old in the 90s. Why the fuck do you have Google dolls on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be, I don't know, uh, Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson, or, I don't know, Garbage, or, I yeah. have no idea. What, what bands are at night off the top of my head, so, you know? Mm. Maybe like TV posters or, or X Files. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. exactly. You know, some. Random picture of a model and pretend that she. And yeah, I was thinking it doesn't strike me as being a teenage, uh, a seventeen-year-old girl from from the nineties. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was lacking. It was just lacking so much character for it to be that. So. Mm, mm-hmm, mm. So, like I said to you earlier, this is about she was upstairs. She jams the door and. Mm. She uses her computer to type to the operator. I'm going. What the fuck? Why is she using a deaf type? thing over the computer to talk to I'm like what the hell and I've got yeah. that myself 
I never got that. I didn't think computers in the East could do that. Mm. Yeah, 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 it's a bloody joke. So Billy climbs in through the uh, the bedroom window, however, discreet again, and he drops his cellular phone. Oh my god, it's a clone! Mm. And I'm going, oh my god, she she thinks he's the killer. You're right, love. He is the killer. Yeah. Uh, and then she runs down the stairs, opens the door, and st- uh, Dewey's standing there with the the mask in hand and ah sort of stuff. And apparently he was told to scream as loud, if not louder, than Nev was. Wow. So he mocked her, and that's how high pitched his voice got with her stupid mask. <laughs> Ugh, ridiculous. Yeah. And this is where we find out the quote-unquote scream or ghost face costume was an actual costume that is bought off the shelf because apparently they're too lazy to, to make design a costume. <laughs> because all this, uh, no, this, uh, all um, Kevin Moisner had in the script was uh, hooded killer, mask killer. He had no idea what it looked like at all. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. And probably seen this and was like, okay. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the, the script was sold for a million dollars, which was unheard of at the time. Wow. So, how about that one? Now, I've got to see here, I love how the sassy. Oh, yes. This is where Gil gets punched. I love this line. <laughs> oh, move your fat tumbler ass now. I should use that line continually when I was in college. <laughs> And I was to show you how much a complete bitch she and indeed I am. I mean, <laughs> I love that line. It's just like, move your fat, tumble out ass. I love your 50 pounds away, move your fat, tumble out ass. I just love that line. You can just tell it's written by a gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can. I, mean, I also love the fact how Sydney smacks her across the the nose. Mm. I love that one. Or smacks her across the cheek, rather. And somebody cops a few, apparently. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I also like how Tatum doesn't give two flying fucks about Dewey calling him, what is it? Your judges should just appear here. You're nothing but a fucking deputy Dewey boy. Come and get us out of here, sort of stuff. And he goes, what did Mom tell you? Mom said you were wearing the uniform, behave like a man in the law. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like I said, she is such a little bitch. Yeah, she is. And it cuts to her bedroom where she's on a bed with pigtails and holding a teddy bear. I'm going, where's this soft, cuddly side came from? Yeah, exactly. And why does she randomly have two single beds in her room? I'm guessing Sydney uh, hangs out there a lot because the father's out of town on quote-unquote business. Mm. So I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, maybe, did I say it? Maybe her and fucking Dewey shed a room until he gets too old. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's an nineties thing, I don't know. I mean I have no idea. Maybe it was. But yeah, yeah. But her room is so girly girl, it's like, no, you're supposed to be this hard uh tight nose bitch. Why have you got such a girly girl room? Why have you got a teddy bear on yeah. your head? Why are you wearing pink pajamas and fucking pigtails and stuff like that? It's like yeah. mm. It felt like the type of room that uh, Sydney should maybe have and not her. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by the way, did you catch um, Dewey's desk and he's and he's um, in a police station? No. I had like this piece over the place. Like for instance, apparently on the computer, uh, the monitor it has a 
a hat with two boobs on it saying boob patrol and stuck to the side of the monitor is like a, a water gun thing that's it, for fuck's sake. and there's like bits wow. and pieces of trinkets all over his desk apparently he's a big kid still stuck in his in his teens it's like oh for fuck's sake well that was evident <laughs> mm. so yeah that was that one uh no it was i know da, 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 da. yeah so uh gail gets smacked in the face nice well sweetie mm. bam bitch went down sort of stuff <laughs> um so next morning on the tv uh we see leave shriver as cotton weary mm. the killer in scream oh no the killer in scream to the what was he in scream to uh um oh can't remember one of many fucking Sydney's many followers are in the place me for crying out mm. and he gets killed in Scream 3 so there we have that one yeah. spot Linda Blair again harassing Sydney outside the school why isn't the fucking police got the press out of there <laughs> god because this was the, this is the 90s the press thought you know they, they were higher up than the police at that point so mm. yeah 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 I love um, Stu's line are you joking? It's like, was it the carnival? It's like, Candyman! Yay! Well, stuff, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And here we see just how nasty Billy actually is to Sydney, mm. trying to gaslight her, saying that it was a big whoop. Um, your, what was it again? Your mother left town. My mother was raped and murdered, sort of stuff. He tries to gaslight her, saying, no, no, it's just as bad. My life is just bad as yours. And as yeah. she goes, the, the picture perfect life runs off in a ridiculous way she runs which is parodied in a uh, scary movie <laughs> uh, which is ridiculous I'm mm. going so he's a complete absolute prick to her I mean yeah he yeah. says as she, as she says he says my life's just bad as your life because my dad left because or, or rather my yeah my dad left because your mother had sex with him and my mother ran away and left me when I was like 12 or something like that yeah and I'm going I mean, really? he, he doesn't say that to the end, but yeah, basically at that moment, he's going, he's going look, our lives are just the same. My mum left, and she's like, this is not the fucking same. My mum was raped and killed, and your mum, you know, your mum left. The, he's basically been a bit of a douche because he can't get his rocks off, and it's a bit like, oh, grow up. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a complete fucking joke. It's like, oh, you basically a case of, you know, you need to get over it now. Shall we go have sex? Yeah, yeah. I want to get my fucking dick wet, sort of scenario. Yeah, he's up. Yeah. Mm. I love the fact how Billy clearly had Stu just as a fucking, as a scapegoat, you know, mm. just as a patsy. He doesn't give two fucks about Stu at all. No. As evident at the end of the movie where he stabs the shit out of him and he's supposed to, don't go too deep, stick to the side. And he stabs the fuck out of him, you know. Exactly. So, hmm. Just how much psychoticism is actually inside Billy. Yeah. Also, by the way, I'm going to see here. <clears throat> Excuse me. The attack on, on Sydney in the toilets. How long was Billy and or Stu hiding in the toilets? Or is that another student dressed in that stupid outfit? I mean, we're led to believe that it's either Billy or Stu. But, you know, how... How long were they, like you say, how long were they there and what made them think for one second she would have went to those toilets? If that was like, let's say, my high school, we had more than one set of toilets. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. And I love the acid tongue bimbo, blonde bimbo cheerleader talk about Ricky Lake, you know. 
He's his own bubble back boyfriend. Maybe she's a slut just like her mom. You know, it's like, oh, fuck off, you toxic little bitch. Yeah. That was me to run out and bounce her face off the fucking toilet, off the, um, of the mirror rather than the toilet and off the sink and shut the fuck up you skanky little bitch you know, that's, I, that's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching that I was going if I was in no toilet and I heard someone talking like that about my my mother I'd go batshit insane on them they'd wake up like a hundred years from now and be like what the fuck happened yeah you know? yeah I mean like I say again Kevin Wilson is so cynical teenagers were not Actually, it's like it's a lie. They were that vicious in the nineties, so I'm saying. But the way he writes them, they're all the same cynical voice. There's no humanity to these this teenagers at all. Yeah, he almost writes them heartless, which is wrong. There's a difference between being what's the word I'm looking for. But he writes them as heartless when they're not. That wasn't the case. They were more, you know, it was more a case of being a bit catty and bitchy without quite without there being as much malice behind it as what mm. he put into the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, it wasn't until the late 90s, early millennium, when teenagers had started being this cold and this vicious. Mm. I mean, as I say, it's Gen Z, hello. <clears throat> so, mm. or rather Gen Y, as in why the fuck am I here? <laughs> so I was thinking. <laughs> and then we have Gen Z, Gen Zombie, so hmm. Mm. I mean, it's movies like this that made that whole generation because they were watching Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill and, and what the fuck else it was, all these crappy ass fucking CW shit, and it was all this oh, feel sorry for me, oh, I'm so cold, I'm so blah 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 shit that, that had Gen Y mmm, crying out loud anyway, moving on to Himbri's death I love the fact how he's called Himbri you know, like himbo. So, hmm. yeah. I love the fact how his vein fixes his hair, and malarkey, and <laughs> and he has a leather jacket sitting in his little um, wardrobe thing. You Did you catch that? that? Yeah, do you reckon that have reference back to his actual um, pastor, the the fonts, and nothing to do with the Henry being a part time, you know, biker? Apparently, that's the original Fawn's jacket. So, Is it? Hmm. Then we have that one. Although I hope. A pinch of salt with that one because I think that's actually this, the exact leather jacket from Happy Days but yeah that's, that's a nod and a wink to, to the fawns yeah um, so Billy and or Stu starts harassing Himbury and he's obviously knocking at the doors and such and he goes out and goes you're all shits and spot was Craven dressed in Freddy's outfit from Night on Street Part 1 mm-hmm. as Fred the Janitor funny yeah. haha oh my god ah <laughs> uh, like I says, uh, Henry's death, even the first time I saw this thing, I laughed hysterical at his death. Stuff and I'm going, you're getting stabbed to death with a pair of scissors, viciously, and you're going, ow, 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 don't hurt me, ow, ow, really? Yeah, uh, like, the last thing you would be saying is, ouch, don't hurt me. Yeah, yeah, for crying And I love the fact how the camera zooms into his eye and he's getting to see ghost face mask reflecting his eyeball as he dies I mean mm. I love that little touch that was a good touch mm. Mm. I kind of noticed while watching that that um, for some of the characters like whatever they're holding um, foreshadow how they're going to die because with Henry just before he died he was cutting up the ghost mask with those, that scissor mm-hmm. um, and almost threatening the other boys that were yeah. running about um, 
and with Katie at the start, she picks up a, a carving knife, almost identical to the one that the killer uses on her. So I was like, that's a good little touch of the, you know, put in that subtle foreshadow and hint to her they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love the little nods and winks here and there. Mm, definitely. Uh, mm. So back to Sydney and Tatum as they're at a supermarket buying party food. Yeah. Because Hembry loves you and was a walks in twos and threes and blah 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 and avoid vans in this market. I'm like, oh god, did she die already, Hembry? <laughs> I mean, such a twat. <laughs> Although, would you buy him as a potential killer? Henry? No. Yeah, exactly. No, he's no. too short and too old. Um, do you know you took the words right out of my mouth. He's too old. There's no way he could run a fast of what the killer could. Mm, mm, um, yeah. Can I just say, though, the scene just before Sydney and Tatum are in the supermarket, um, Matthew Hillard has what I think is the most hilarious line in the movie, because when he's saying about the party and he, he comes around and says to Sydney, uh, don't worry, I'm so buff, uh, buff, I'll look after you. And I was like, you're like the grawniest man in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't get people think he's a sex heartthrob, a sex icon. I'm like, really? Matthew really? Lillard, that skinny lank of piss. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jesus, jinkies. Although, what I do love. Um, as I say, Tatum's going through the the supermarket and they're picking up food for the for the party, picking up beer mm. and such. They're seventeen. You can buy beer. Hmm. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, Tatum says, "Billy and your penis don't deserve you. He's too perfect." Mm. How does she know he's, he's got the perfect penis? <laughs> you know. You know. She a bit of a slut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she does play the character like one, so maybe. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's now later on in the day, and they're outside Tatum's bedroom with the, the music blasting on the roof. I'm like, oh my god, blasting Alice Cooper. Yay! Um, <laughs> and the whole Wes Carpenter thing is why this movie was picked up because Wes Carpenter read this script and went, I'll do it! I'm an mm. ego boost, that'll do me! Yay! I need a hit movie, and it's got a hit movie written over it. So he done that because of Wes Carpenter. Oh, okay. That's the only story he done this movie. So his comeback career was down to one throwaway line. <laughs> I mean, hmm. Yikes. Also, nobody sees a six foot plus man running under bushes in that ridiculous outfit. Yeah. And no one, no one thinks, hold on a minute, A, the Hakela running about just like that, and B, it's not Halloween, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, oh my God. It's, like I say, that outfit is not stealthy at all. No. I mean, it only works during night, but not during the day. I mean, you, get, you can see this black fucking outfit a mile away, even in, in the dark, that ridiculous white face. Yeah. It's like a sore thumb. It's like, Christ almighty. I mean, I could get why they would wear it in the dark, because that white face would be, let's face it, terrifying if you saw if you saw just that face in the dark against a black cloak but in the broad daylight it looks like it looks like a it looks like a scooby doo um villain like you said earlier um so it does which is quite ironic if you think the time where matthew lillard is in it so yes yes he's what shaggy so hmm. yeah i mean oh right so we're on to the bit where 
uh, Randy thinks Billy's the killer in the video shop, uh, shop bra. And spot the poster for Mother's Boys, which is a Jim Lee Curtis movie, which is yep. oh, all right. Have you seen it? No. I've not seen the movie, no. I spotted the poster, and the, but I've not actually seen the movie. I've seen bits of it. Never I mean, it's, it's all right. I mean, nothing special, but there we have it. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact how this is yet another nod to Halloween. I mean, Billy Loomis was enough. So they have to have the climax of the Halloween score playing over it. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, let me get it. Fucking Wes Craven slash Kevin Williamson, you're a fan of Halloween. Jesus, mm-hmm. jinkies. So also at this, the video uh, store, we see Billy and Stu have a little bromance going as a little nods and winks. And I'm going, really? A little grins and a glint in their eyes. And I'm going, they two have at least wanked each other off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll reach around sort of scenario. Mm. You know, so crying out loud. Um, I mean, the way Stu is leaning over Randy as Billy puts him in his place and saying, you're the one who's the film freak, you're the one who's twisted mind, blah, 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 blah. And Stu's leaning over Randy going, what's your motive? And he's going, it's the bloody motives are, uh, motives are blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, yeah, the two are, that's the moment, that, that was the very second I knew it was not only Billy, but it was also Stu. Yeah, first, definitely. When I first watched it back in 97, I went, yeah, they two are killers. End mm, of. Definitely. So the town goes into curfew and cue the ridiculous quote. It's like the town of Ready Sundown, which is a <laughs> boring ass fucking movie, but I watched the both versions of that and it's shit. Have you seen it now? I have. Um, I oh. didn't think it was all that bad. Not something I'd rush to re- rewatch, but it wasn't all that bad. Mm, I don't know, I find it boring and ridiculous. You're supposed to believe that ha- that's actual happened in reality? Nonsense. Um, and by the way, this is one of the many, many, many nods to various movies that Kevin Williamson's forced into the script. And mm. Enough already, we get it, you're a fucking film buff. I mean, I counted at least 30 references to other movies and things, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a joke. Mm. So, going to the house party itself at Stu's house, middle of bloody mill, nowhere. And I love the fact that he has this house party and what happens? They have to sit down and watch five horror films. I'm going, he's definitely me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. come over for a party. You don't mind if I just put on all these Halloween (laughs) movies, do you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, if I had to go some obscure horror film, you can just have a hair off, you know, shove that one in. Yeah, that's fine. And, uh, God, the rules of horror. Never have sex, never drink, never do drugs. Never say, I'll be right back. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Randy is such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a dick. Uh, you know, I read that that party, that whole that whole party scene, if you can call it that, took three weeks to film. Oh, you've got oh. to be joking. No. Oh, my God. Although, one thing I don't get, the size of that camera that, quote, that Gail quote, quote, hides is ridiculous. They didn't spot that fucking thing. It's gigantic. Yeah, I'm like, come on, it sticks out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a fucking joke. But yeah. Uh, so I've got down here yet more lovey dovey bollocks between Dewey and Gail. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I mean, I don't really, care. we get it. They're, they're probably going to end up banging by the end of the movie and they wear them in real life. Who gives a shit? Mm, yeah, who gives a shit? I mean, frankly, the, their love interest stuff doesn't. Interest me in one little iota. No. Who gives a fuck if I stuck up up there and arse bitch and some idiot 
deputy fall in love next. I mean, who cares? Yeah. So, uh, Stu sends Tatum to the garage to get killed, which means Billy was the one that killed Tatum then. Mm. So there was that one. And apparently, yeah. um, Rose McGowan done that stunt, part of the stunt herself. Wow. With the, uh, the, the, the garage door going up. Uh-huh. Sort that, of stuff. Wow, that's a hell of a stunt. Mm. I mean, I've got down here cold. I mean, what's, yeah. with, the, what's with the nipples? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I've noticed that all through this movie. Did she even wear a bra in this movie? It's like, I have no idea. I just real. assumed it was somebody to hang a quarter. <laughs> oh, my God. So, maybe <laughs> 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 um, What was I now? Did it? So, yeah, so Billy stalks her. And he goes, Cups the ghost face, that's a wrap and all that stuff. That would be the sequel. Apparently she threw that ball and it smacked the start man right in the balls with that ball. <laughs> and that was a real ball. <laughs> it's like wow. And apparently the other stunt woman caught the the stunt the, the actor in the face with the bottle and it good smashed God. it. Oh no, so it's like, oh my god. As I said, so Rose McGowan tried to get through that that little cat flap thing. Uh-huh. And she could almost get through, which is why she was told to twist and turn as her boobs get stuck. I'm going, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like I said, what a way to go, by the way. There's no chance in hell that door would have the, the power to lift her up. I mean, no. don't they have a cut-off system with these things? Oh, well, they should do. Mm. I mean, I don't know. It just seems to me that that guy would not be able to have the power to lift her up. That would be shitty engine. Mm. And saying that, and saying that, it's not so much about the 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 engine; it's the hydraulics in it. So might it do? Mm, I don't know. Because have they not designed once they have to go up, they can't be stopped halfway down, halfway up to the? I don't know how they work. I have no idea. I've never had a garage, let alone a garage door. So I have no idea. Although yeah. I, I did uh, listen on the commentary, but apparently that was. Kim Williamson's house had that thing in the 80s, had a cat flap on it, and people were going in and out of his house and it felt like it, for fuck's sake. Fucking hell. So, a mental note, don't have a cat flap on your garage door. Mm, wouldn't have a cat flap. Somebody's mm. going to get in. Mm. Mm. On to Sydney and Billy's love scene. I've got to do here a stone Billy's love scene. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney and Billy's love scene. The final insult before Billy is, quote unquote, killed. Mm. I love the fact how they talk about what would be a Meg Ryan movie. No, it's been a good porno. And he goes, are you are you sure? And he jumps her bones. I'm going, really, mate? I mean, as down the stairs, Randy's giving the whole, don't have sex, don't sell drugs, don't drink, don't say I'll be right back. Da, 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 da. Nicely tied. Hmm. Oh, yeah. They do and don't have horror movies and they're up the stairs doing one of the don't. Uh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And this is where Billy kicks the door in and quote unquote kills Billy. Or Stuart kicks the door in and kills Billy. And I love the fact that if you watch that back again, you can tell by um, uh, Billy's acting that Stu's going to kick the door in as soon as they're finished. So maybe he's standing behind that door listening to the, the two having sex. Yeah. Because apparently this was all planned. That, that, that is like they're going to kill her and kill everybody else in the place that was needing to be killed and I'm going just how thorough was your Planning? plans what happens if she yeah. says no no to, ta- to Tatum I don't want to party fuck off my mother's death tonight 
Yeah, exactly. you know, so fuck off that one. Yeah, exactly. What if you just thought I'm, I'm not in the mood, Bolt? Mm, exactly. Yeah, piss off. Right? You're a pissy ass party. Mm. Uh, I've got here Randy's rules are a lot of shite. Moving on swiftly. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm yeah. sorry, I just can't stand Randy. He's a fucking douche. Mm. Uh, we've got Yes, I love the fact how Sydney puts it together that he called her from the police station. Using his one phone call as the ultimate red herring, and yeah. what happens? The door gets kicked in, and then walks Ghostface to kill him. <gasps> to throw it all off again, but by that time, let's face it, nine out of ten people that have watched that movie have probably figured out, yeah, there's two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. I've got down here. By the way, pig's blood was used in Carrie as pig's blood, not. Corn syrup, so you're wrong, Craven slash Williamson. Mm. We'll get a little crazy sometimes. Corn syrup, like using kitty. No, didn't use pig's blood and kitty, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Like yeah, if, you're gonna, if you're going to claim to know about horror movie and prop, mm. then, you know, get your facts right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, let me see here. Da, 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 da. Yet more lovey-dovey bullshit from Dewey and Gale, who gives a fuck, as they wander off and don't get run over by a car because somebody phoned in him his death. Yawn. Mm. I don't care. Can I just say I ended up uh, forwarding all the stuff for them in it because I just thought, yeah, this movie doesn't need it, <laughs> you know. I don't need that in my life and needed this movie, so, you know, get <laughs> Mm. Also down here, one little thing here. There's sentiments to this movie left. How the fuck does Halloween's ending sync up with Scream's ending? It doesn't. So I must have paused it, rewind it, and fast forwarded that stuff. The whole Randy, look behind you, Jamie, Jamie, and Randy sort of stuff. It's no. like who cares? I've got down here. How did nobody notice Gail's gigantic camera? We've covered that one. We've covered that yet, but you know they're all blind. Mm. Also covered that one where. Sydney Quizzy's Billy has to wear her his last phone call was da, 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 da. oh yes I've got down here how did Randy not see Stu reflecting in the TV screen with that ridiculous outfit on as he's watching Halloween I have no idea mm. I mean I could see the reflection through mm-hmm. the TV so why couldn't he yeah it's, it's completely utterly ridiculous what mm. the hell does that say Stu gets his hands on all right, killing Gail. So so Stu tries to kill Gail and it feels miserably. Yeah. So that's why Billy is the killer then. Okay, that, that makes sense. What the fuck I said? What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Dewey checks out the house as Halloween plays on TV yet a fucking again. That's the the ending again. So he's watched the ending twice in less than five minutes. Yes. He must really like the ending of Halloween. Mm, yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And with that, Gail is taken out uh, by her bad fucking driving as she tries to run down Randy. Sid and Dewey uh, have to figure it all out. Uh, it was Billy and Stu. Unfortunately, Dewey gets in gets it in the back, rather, because he's stabbed in the back because mm-hmm. I have no idea. And I've got to see here, Barry, <clears throat> this whole bit where uh, Sydney's in the, in the, in the car, in the, uh, the, um, the jeep, uh-huh. And the doors opening, shutting, opening, shutting. Was that suspenseful to you? No. No, exactly. Even in the nineties, I thought that was kind of lame. Where Billy and or Stu has the keys, mm. and I'm going, yeah, this is not scary. 
Yeah, I was going, you just know he's going to wave them in front of her. And then he did. I was like, yeah, told you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Just, it's so, like, it's like if Randy ever needed another rule for his bloody lifter rule for a horror movie, he could add, he could add don't get into park car because the key are never going to be fucking in it. Yeah, or it's never going to work, it's never going to turn over because mm-hmm. I've damaged yeah. the fucking engine, you silly bitch. So, hmm. Exactly. Um, I've got down here, so so Sid runs into the woods and also run over by uh, Gail. Yeah. And I'm going, real. Apparently, if you believe that there's commentary, that's actually um, Neff Campbell getting chased by a stuntman driving oh. that, that van. So, hmm. And apparently, Courtney Hawks did that stunt herself. Bullshit. <laughs> nah, I'm calling bullshit to that. And Billy does the whole cycle quotes. Our boy's best friend is his mother. We'll go a little crazy sometimes. Oh, fuck it, one it was. Da 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 da. We finally find out it's Billy and Stu along. Mm-hmm. Finally, the plan comes to fruition. And I can't help thinking Stu is way in head. He's is in too deep. Mm. He has a clue how, how psychotic Bill actually is. I think Stu's actually in love with Billy. I think there is a, a, a little bit of uh, love going on there from Stu. And I think that's why he almost goes along with it. Um, mm. And it's that's not cool. until Billy stabs him that he puts it a little too deeply that yeah. he, he, you know, the, the penny finally drops that he, when he didn't know how psychotic Billy was and just what he was dealing with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got down here. He is way over his head. He has mm-hmm. no idea how psychotic Bill actually is, mm-hmm. and he is in love with Billy. Like I said, reach around. Mm. Mm. And I've got down here. He has no idea that Billy's going to actually stab him for real. I'm guessing they planned this out to oh, just stab me here, stab me here. By the way, if you get stabbed in the side, there's a greater chance of getting fucking impaling the the kidney and liver. Yeah. I mean, for crying it out. I mean, I think Billy gets stabbed twice and still gets stabbed about seven times. Mm. You notice that? And this... I, I noticed that, but I think that's more a case of when they were planned, when you said they must have been planning that out, must have been a case of, you know, let's face it, teenagers not really play, be, paying attention at school, especially biology, to realise that, yeah, you don't just aim for the fatty bit and not go mm. in too deep, you know, have they put it? Yeah, and I'm sorry, but uh, uh, Stu is skinny as fuck. No matter where Billy was going to stab him, he was going to get something. He was going to hit an artery or hit fucking a, yep. a liver or a kidney or whatever. Mm. It was a fucking appendix, you know. Also, apparently he stabbed him right under the armpit. So he was Ooh. bleeding out. So, yeah. Mm. You hit him with the phone, you dick, wasn't in the script. And there was Houston, we have a problem, wasn't in the script. Yeah. Uh, neither neither was, um, I've always had a thing for you, Sid. Yeah. Dream on! <laughs> <laughs> as the, as um, Sydney hits him with a TV. Yeah. Actually, her line was ad-libbed as well, so. Oh, was it? Okay, then. Yeah, that whole thing. So, we're now at the part where Sydney is in that ridiculous outfit as Billy's gone bug nuts insane, ripping out the 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 house trying to find her. I'll find you, bitch. I'll get you like a fish. Go get me your fucking mama's boy. <laughs> I love that line, you know, it's like, <laughs> uh, and Susan the phone, did you call my mom? She's going to be so mad at me. It's like, oh, you fucking little pussy. Shut up. Uh, I mean, uh, he's killed, uh, what, two people? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're technically a serial killer. Uh, you're slowly bleeding to death. 
yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all I can worry about is her parents are going to find out what he's done. Mm, yeah, exactly. Such a bloody pussy. Mm. Mm. So, um, what was I going to say? Then? So, Gail comes to the to the door at the kitchen. Rather, she has a gun and he's in her hand. Is the was it Dewey's gun? Yeah. She has it cocks the gun. Unfortunately, so Billy kicks her in the stomach and sends her flying out. And there's a whole cracking neck thing, which is real bad. Your fucking neck, don't do that. Mm. <laughs> and Sydney comes out of the closet with an umbrella and stabs him uh, in the shoulder, which apparently was actual surgical wound he had when he was a kid because mm. he had open heart surgery. So she stabbed him with that umbrella in the actual wound. She yeah, missed so- the body plate thing. Oh god, yeah, because I read that he had like wires and things, might be like a pacemaker or something mm. fitted, and you know he she hit him in them, so her scream mm-hmm. is real because it obviously caused the real pain of it touched. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Um. So she has killed Stu and Billy. As Randy goes, what is it? This is a bit where the killer comes back to life again. Oh, and he gets. Yeah. fucking smacked in the face and that's a knockout it's like oh for fuck's sake so Gail was it Gail or was it uh, Sydney shoots him in the head not in my movie you know so Sydney it's Sydney just shoots him right go away between the eyes and that's it credits are rolling on this thing mm. although I've got to say here um, was it scary for you because for me it wasn't when I first watched this thing Back in the nineties, I was more intrigued by the nods and winks to the other movies and all references to other movies, but I was not once was I scared. No, neither was I. I mean, the bit at the very start, um, when the killer's chasing Casey around and that chair come flying through the window, that that gets me every single time. But other than that, in the rest of it, uh, it's more like watching. It's more like watching a scary movie, the parody. Mm-hmm. The more I have to watch in an actual flasher movie. Yeah, like I says, Scary Movie killed us for this franchise. Mm-hmm. The, the three movies before Scary Movie came out is completely dead due to Scary Movie. Yeah. So, mm. so, anyway, so that wraps up the screen. The complete and utter saviour of the horror franchise, uh, not franchise, the horror genre, rather. Because if it wasn't for this, horror would be still stuck in the sequel hell. Although, ironically, this thing shot out three sequels in less than four years. <laughs> wow. So there we have that one. The other thing I don't like about this movie is it's too it for its own good. The, the teenagers don't act like teenagers. They're too adult. Mm. And I can't stand Randy. I can't stand Tatum. And Stewie and Gail, I don't give a fuck about. It's like, cut them two out. Who gives a shit about them? Um, Billy and Stu. Billy is more interesting character than Stu. Stu's a pussy but douchebag, frankly. Mm. And Billy's just a psychotic dickhead. So, what do you say about this thing? Yeah, I mean, all in all, I've, I have to say this movie had some really great points. Like, when we finally find out Billy's motive, you think, okay, that's kind of a legit motive, but, you know, still a bit fucked up. And therefore, it takes us to the end of the movie to find out the whole plot of the whole fucking movie. Um, but, you know, and... The, I like the fact that the horror, in a way, starts from the very beginning. There's none of the, you know, uh, two-hour-long movie that takes an hour and a half to get started. Piss that we have to put up with today. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like a, 
almost like a classic horror who done it if there is such a thing. Um, and I do like the little the little clues and thing that leads and the little the little you know the little um, references and things to our movie. I do I do like them, but um, in a way I felt that they were also far too much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, you know from about 20 minutes in who the killers are, so that's yes. not, and that's down to, let's face it, bad acting from some of the actors, um, and, you know, although it's not one of Craven's best works, it's not really worked either, I feel that oh, it, no. yeah, I feel that it's, you know, underrated and slightly overrated in equal part as well, mm-hmm. and see why people love it though. I mean, uh, this was described to me, I love this one, as a Scooby-Doo murder mystery. <laughs> so, hmm. So let's score us out of five, one being dog shit and five being sawed gold. I'm going to give this thing a th- four. Fuck it, a four out of five. Like I say, Randy is annoying as fuck. I can't Ooh. stand Tatum, she's a little brat. I don't give a fuck about Dewey and Gale. And Stu is nothing but a scapegoat. He's nothing yeah. but a a lackey in essence so what do you give it i'm gonna give it a three um you know for enough the same reasons as you um you know the acting's just off in some parts and you know too much of a good thing have i seen any more references to any more other movie um i think i was gonna break down and cry so Mm. That's a good point. Actually, I think I'll look at the theme also because there are too many references. There's too many goddamn Halloween references. Ooh. There's too many references to various other movies. So three out of five, yeah. Ooh. I'll go with you. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anything else you want to say about, about Scream? Uh, no. I mean, I think I'll leave it another, at least another eight years before I watch it again. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this I don't watch when I when I feel before watching Scream, I don't watch one. I watch part two, mm. you know, or I watch part three, and I avoid part four to fucking plague because I can't stand part four for a piece of shit. Frankly, I mean, I know part three gets a bad rep for being terrible, but I actually quite like Scream three for the fact it's terrible <laughs> and the fact that it, it lifts the lids on skeezy Hollywood. Yeah, which the Weinstein's had a fucking balls to do but there we have that one mm. but yeah, like I said Scream 2 is far better than Scream 1 I mean like I said I can't stand the way it was written so there we have that one but anyway so thank you for listening now don't forget to like share follow and subscribe uh, follow us on Twitter at 2GeeksPod follow me on Twitter at here's Johnny's Pod you can follow Joanne at 2GeeksJoanne Okay, we have an Instagram and Facebook page at Two Geeks Talk Movies. You can also email us movie suggestions to Two Geeks Talk Movies at gmail.com. Now, our next podcast will be a festive fear movie, of which Ooh. I have no idea yet. I've not picked it yet, so yay. Uh, which should be hopefully before Christmas Eve, and I think on uh, New Year's Eve, we will be having. 1984 be out because as I says last month was a complete fucking disaster as technology wasn't working for me and it wasn't working for Joanne mm. so we're going to have 1984 as our um, Hogwarts movie or New Year's Eve movie yeah unless I can find a New Year's horror yeah fuck it I'll just do that one screw it so like I says don't forget to like share comment and subscribe and 
remember, if the phone rings, don't answer it if it's an unknown number. Or tell them to fuck off and hang up. <laughs> Bitch, Star Six now here it is. <laughs> 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 Maybe, bye. Bye. <laughs>